Wait, are you... <laughs> are you gonna count me in? Whatever. I'm just gonna go for it. Welcome to the Queen's Lead Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Singleton. And as a child of the 80s, I'd love to say Queen's rule. But they don't. Queen's lead. Being a queen means you are worthy to be a leader of people. The guests on our show do exactly that. They are leading the way in their businesses, families, and communities. And they're taking their rightful place in the spotlight, leading and inspiring the developing queens in all of us. Welcome to the Queen's Lead Podcast. Now here's your host, Amy Singleton, the queen of realness, leading conversations about business, life, and the real shit you want to know. Welcome everybody back to Queen's Lead Podcast. It is officially season two and we are flipping the tables today. You may notice my guest, if you're watching on YouTube, looks a little different than most of our guests. We have invited our very first male to Queen's Lead Podcast and I'm stoked to be interviewed instead of be the interviewer. So take it away, Connor Quinn, please introduce yourself. I've already gave a teaser of who you are and like a bit of your resume, but holy shit, I fangirl every time I talk to this guy, you guys. So let's hear it. I fanboy with you every time I talk to you. So, you know, ditto. Your voice is like butter. Oh yeah, (laughs) cut it with a knife. It's like motherfucking butter. (laughs) Got it. So we are flipping the mic. And so, yeah, it's strange. Uh, how does it feel for you? You're going to be interviewed instead of you're going to be the weird. interviewee instead of the interviewer. Yes. And I have no idea what he's going to ask me. So it's just a free for all. You're <laughs> going to get the real, real Amy Singleton for real today. Yeah. For real, real. Okay. That's it. Yeah. So uh, I'm a voiceover artist uh, for, for those that know what that is. Uh, they use my voice for cartoons like today like you know the fabulous avatar which looks nothing like me and uh yeah they use it for commercials video games animation a lot of stuff uh here as you mentioned here in this great state of oklahoma i i do the voice of brahms you know i've been on many of their commercials uh i've been the voice of visa for many many years ago and and i also do audi and disney is close to my heart you know i started as a child actor it was my very first employer and oh. I still work for him. So, yeah, it's just a, an incredible career you've had. Oh, my gosh. Not we as, are very lucky to have you here in Oklahoma now after all those years in L.A. Oh, my. Well, I'm glad to be here and I'm glad to have met you and Joseph. I mean, that is incredible, right? Yes, uh, yeah. Thank it you. was round totally. Yeah. Round of applause for that. Yes, like the audience I was is bold, applauding. started a networking group and this dude like a freaking celebrity shows up at my little oh. old networking group. I was so what? proud. Yeah, you're the biggest draw, man. Everybody talks about you. You're super oh, cool. Yeah, whatever. Everyone loves you. You know, at this networking meeting, uh, her and Joseph bring these great ideas, uh, you know, talking about marketing and, and that sort of thing. They bring those to each of these uh, meetings that we have, and I've learned a lot. I mean, it's just these little one-minute little nuggets, uh, you know, the little teasers uh, that teach you all about, you know, marketing and what you really should know as a small business owner. But uh, yeah, good stuff. And that, it's no wonder you call it, you know, Queen's Lead Podcast. Uh, so let's talk about you. So you're, you're a business owner. You're an entrepreneur. You're a mom. You have been a nurse. And now, of course, you're a podcaster. And get this, last year, she picked up the uh, 22 BBB Woman 
of Integrity Award. Congratulations. Aww. Thank you. Yeah, and I you know what? Pic- tomorrow, the actual yeah. date tomorrow will be September 20th. And tomorrow is this year's presentation. And so I get to go sit on a panel and help present oh. the award to this year's winner. It's going to be so much fun. That is so awesome. And, you know, the, this podcast here, which I'm honored to, you know, have the uh, the mic turned, is the Queen, Queen's League. You're, what are you? You're in your 60s for the episodes now? Yeah, I think episode 70 comes out tomorrow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Holy cow. That, Something like that. Wow, I'm so honored. And, you know, what also what I love about it is your mission statement, you know, is women that are impacting their families, communities and industries by leading like queens, you know, yeah, you know, like the queens that we are. Right. That's and right. <laughs> I absolutely love your tagline and the real shit you want to know. I mean, that's the real that's shit. A, like takes it right yeah. down. Right. I mean, it's like you can't get be get beyond that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I have spent too too much freaking time in the classroom or in settings where I'm like, okay, I have a question, but no one else is asking the question, and I need to know this, uh, and I should know this, and I found like I'm just fucking willing. Like I'm going, okay, arm up. I, love I have that. no idea what the hell you're talking about. And every time I do that, almost every time without fail, someone will come up and we go, thank you so much for asking that shit. I well, have I'm, no idea what they were talking about. I was just gonna say, there's <laughs> countless classrooms and and meetings I've been in where someone like yourself will step forward and do that. And yeah, privately, we're like, you know, thank God that you stood up and said something, you know, that you asked the question that we were all wanting to know why we all didn't do it. I don't know. But, you know, again, that's why Amy is who she is, is because that tenacity that has, you know, put her uh, number one and her clients number one, um, and plus, you know, that's why you have this podcast so you can search out other people, you know, because we all have our talents. We all yeah. have something that we can tap into. And gosh, you're, you know, every every time we're out and about and we're meeting different people, you know, I just think about all of them have stories, you know. Yes. Yes. Uh, everybody is their own hero at some point or they have the ups and downs and travails that, uh, you know, just goes with life. And. Yeah. We're so good at just putting on a face of pretending as normal, you know? Yeah, when, right. In fact, that you know, it's the inner story that resonates with everybody because that is, like you said, that's the real shit. That's the stuff that uh, that we're all dealing with. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think I just spent too much time being afraid and, and yeah. not willing. And, you know, I mean, I weighed 300 pounds in my past. I've been a complete disaster. I've been, you know, I drank too much. And so I'm just... I don't give a shit. Maybe it's because I just turned 42. I just don't give a shit anymore. Like some people are going to be for me. They're not going to be for me, but people desperately need to hear. Yeah. I was a drinker. Now I'm not. I was depressed. Now I'm not. I was unhealthy. Now I'm not, you know, like they need an example in their life. That's just willing. And then that's me. I'm just willing. Yeah. And and you unabashedly (laughs) talk about it just, you know, without the makeup on, on it, you just, present it as it is. You know, that, that's what I, yeah. that's what I so much I love about you. And, and when we first met, not, you know, at the meeting and then, then you and Joseph and I, we, we had lunch together and I also saw more of you, you know, privately as we were doing it, but it, it's no different than what we saw at the meeting. You're the same person, you know, <laughs> right. It's like, uh, yeah. so many of us feel like we, we put on masks that we have to, you know, we go out the door, put on the mask or put on the mask, go out the door. And, sure. uh, so like, what was your early, I don't know, what, your inspirations, what, what led you to become real, to, to, to be your true authentic self like you are? 
you know, I think it was just coming out of that depression mm-hmm. was so hard and coming out of my, my alcoholism was so hard. And there just wasn't a person that I could look to and see like, okay, they've done it. They've overcome this thing. Like everyone in my life. And, and it was all my fault. I pushed everybody away. So I just felt like I didn't have an example. And even to this day, I, I can't always tell someone like, yeah, I went from this point to this point and tell them the way, because the way is, is so different for everybody and meandering in mm-hmm. one tiny little fucking step at a time at times. But I felt like I had such a responsibility to stand up after I overcame that shit and say, you can too. Like I, I felt so alive. I felt so much of value in myself that, and I had a purpose, which I'd never had before. Like I knew I wanted to be like a nurse or actually I wanted to be a doctor. And then I let fear hold me back from that. So I was a nurse and I was serving people. And, but, but everything, when I lost everything, when I lost my marriage, uh, I lost my health. I lost, you know, my job as a nurse. And I, I found that I didn't have anything to hold on to. I didn't have a North star. Even my children at one point were taken by my ex-husband because I was not even bathing. Like I couldn't fucking take care of myself at all. Right. So yeah. like, I, I just, I guess the, this is a very long winded answer to say, I feel a responsibility to stand up and say, I was, and now I am. And it's for you too. Whatever that is like broken, damaged, right. sick, upset, you know, divorce, whatever it is you're going through. You're not the only person who's been through that. Even if you think you are, I promise you the billions of people that have been on this planet, you're not alone. There's not enough fucking people willing to stand up and say, I went through that. And, and here's how you can, can overcome that too. Oh, no, I love, I mean, what a beautiful answer. You know, it's your speak, you found your one true voice and so many, even if they do find their one true voice, they don't speak it. They yeah. keep it uh, they keep it hidden from others when, you know, that like what you're saying is being able to speak towards the the hard things in life, the the battles um, that is what helps other people find their North Star and their yeah. North Star may be pointing south, whereas yours is pointing east. And yeah. but the point is that you found a guiding light that, that pulls you out of that of I was and now I'm not. I wasn't and now I am. And yeah, you know, I, that is so beautiful. It's like, I think, you know, I, I'm not getting the quote right, but it's like, you know, sometimes <clears throat> when they say that we hit uh, ground zero, when everything comes crumbling down, that that, that bottom is now our new foundation that That's we build it. from. And, yeah. you know, it's kind of like the, you know, the Phoenix rising, the, you know, it's all the same imagery, but it makes so much Rise, sense. You know? Phoenix. So it's on my arm. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a complete rebirth. And I love that you said like, number one, not everybody's what I would call a rock bottom or that basement level of like despair or like rebirth where you have to be reborn. It's different for everybody. Some people become homeless. I mean, it's lose literally everything. Some people may just lose one relationship or something. And then the second part of that, that I love that you said was, my North star might be pointing East, whereas yours points North. And I spent, I feel like this is something people deal with a lot, especially in this information age. We are inundated with yes. information and causes and nonprofits and like, oh, okay, well save the whales, save the animals, save the dolphins, save the humans, save the babies. Save, 
<laughs> there's so much the po politics, you know, policy, uh, community. There's so many things that we all could be worried about. Yes. But what is it that we are called to be worried about and where we can actually make an impact? You know, of course, those things are important. And I'll use a paper straw when I can or whatever that thing is. Right, whatever but it is. I actually, I heard a guest on the Mel Robbins podcast. I've been talking about her a lot because she's so fucking great. But she said the other day, um, a depressed person is not going to save the rainforest. So it's okay for you to use paper plates when you're depressed to avoid the dishes. You know, it, we can't all be worried about oh, everything great. all at once. And when you do get to the point where you are worried about everything all at once, at least for me, what happened was I was like on my phone, like fucking impotently raging against this cause that I was never going to go do something about. I was just pissed. Right. And all this focused energy that I thought was making a difference was like, it was just no, it was just adding to the noise. But when I found that guiding light, that North star, like, where can I serve? Where can I make a difference? Where can I have an actual impact in this fucking disastrous human condition that we're all experiencing? Um, I feel like that this is it. This say being willing, saying me too, here's, here's how you can, can do better, be better, be less, be more in the areas that you want to, to change it, it, people do change. They absolutely do. So whoever says they don't, it's a lie. Yeah. But, uh, so, you know, you went through a lot of ups and downs and we're going to get into a lot of more of that. Cause that's so much part. I mean, your, your origin story is through to today. I mean, part of today is your origin story, you know? Uh, mm. so we're going to mm. get to, to these things here in a little bit, but I'm curious, you know, because, we're kicking off the, you know, the brand new, the, not the brand new podcast, but the new season, right? Yeah. Uh, what, what led, what led to you creating Queens lead? Why I, how did that come about? What was the Phoenix rising story, the origin story for that? You know, I just giving a voice to other women. First, it, it became really a, a clear to me that there were almost no women in my, um, in my niche, it's all men. Like there's a ton of women in in branding and the creative side, but in the data driven side of lead generation and, and business growth, it's completely male dominated. And the leadership has very historically been male. And, you know, I feel like finally women kind of have a seat at the table. Uh, right. we may not be at the head of very many tables, but in the organizations I've been a part of where there has been really excellent female leadership, uh, and direction, they've those have flourished. And so I just felt called to give a platform to women that were doing amazing thing because so many women get caught up in the busyness of the doing of their business or their nonprofit or where they're serving and all the other things they have to do in their life. They don't get a chance to talk about what it is that they're doing and how they're impacting. So I made a platform for them to do so. There we go. I, I, I love that. You know, it's a <laughs> So much of our society has been patriarchal for eons, but I know back there it was a matriarchal and there's even some, uh, you know, various indigenous tribes where that it is still a part of, of their origin story of being a matriarchal society. And yeah. I, I just feel, you know, they, you know, the fifth dimension had, this is the dawning of the age of a I think we're on the dawning of, of this yes. where, you yes. know, where the, the balance has shifted. And I, I think that's so, refreshing 
you know, it's, and I don't even know if the balance has always been off. I just think that it hasn't been highlighted. I was sitting true because I heard, I don't know if this is true. I have not gone to research it yet, but someone told me the other day we were at a concert and she leaned over and said, did you know that actually Mozart's sister was the first one to compose in his family? And she taught him. And I did not know that. And I know there are many, many female authors that wrote under male pseudonyms and names. And so I just think women have always been doing the fucking thing, right? Like we've always been like having the babies and, you know, working in the fields and, you know, doing all the same things, but we just haven't had the spotlight shown upon them. So that it's time. I, I agree. It's a dawning of the shining of the light on the women leaders of our, of our society. It's freaking time. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, bring it on. Bring on the day. You know, it's like, uh, you know, there was a, 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 a one of our first uh, movie celebrities or, you know, pinup guys. And we're talking way back in, you know, 1910, somewhere 1915. I'm, you know, not a historian. <clears throat> but, you know, there was a lady named uh, June Mathis and nobody knows who that is. And there was an actor that this pinup guy was called Rudolph Valentino. He oh, yeah. was, okay. yeah, of course. I mean, just this, you know, luxurious looking, great looking guy, you know, that was in the, those early films, those silent films. Well, a lady named June Mathis is the one who discovered him and thought wow. that he had talent, but here's where it gets really interesting to me. What I've heard now, again, you know, I'm not a, you know, I'm not yeah, yeah. Warner brothers here, but here we go. <laughs> She was a a screenwriter in Hollywood. So she developed stories and treatments for those early days of cinema, but women weren't allowed to really write. So she used a male pseudonym, but she created the first, first sets of film that was uh, that, you know, and she told uh, the studio, you need to have this guy because it will bring all the women to the box office. And then all the guys will show up trying to find out who is this guy that the women love. (laughs) And so therefore you're going to have a lot of people at your movie. She was right? a genius. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So stories like that. About. Yes. So mm-hmm. uh, also please comment with these other stories you guys know of about this. Let me know because I, maybe I need to compile a list of, oh, you know, females who, who had to use a pseudonym to get noticed. Hmm. Yes, that's absolutely. Nice. Yeah. I, I like mean, that. some people say she was unlucky, but I think she was very lucky and very fortunate and, so many women that became integral, you know, part of cinema really owe a lot of stuff to her and awesome. people like you. I mean, it's just like people that stand up and say, this is the way I feel. This is the way it should be. You know, that's, you know, again, that it is part of your origin story, but it is who you are. Right. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Oh. So, um, you know, so we were a little bit serious here. You know, we were talking about, you know, some great things and we've had, the rough things that uh, all of us have gone through is especially what we've been highlighting here. So let's have some fun, right? Okay. Okay. Um, okay. If you could, I have a question for you. If you could choose any character to represent uh, your life's journey, mm. <laughs> who would it be and, and why? Okay. This is recent. Yeah. Um, so um uh, funny that you're involved with Disney because there was a show this last year that came out called Turning Red. And oh, if yeah. you guys have not seen it, it is about a little 13-year-old girl named Mei Li. 
Um, and that is my story. <laughs> that what a is great, exact- yeah, that's a great film. I mean, I mean oh my I God. Bawled, I laughed, I cried, I bawled. So if you haven't seen the story, it's about this little girl who, um, is very um she's a very good girl she she follows all the rules she helps around the house she gets good grades and she's from an asian family so it's like the the parents are very strict and all that um and and then she has her set of friends that she just doesn't she did have a set of friends which i i actually didn't really have growing up i just had all the awkwardness that went along with it but as a kid, I just knew that I was bound for freaking greatness and stages and acting and dancing right. and singing and all these things. But, but, oh my God, Connor, I was overweight. I was goofy. I was, I mean, I was just chubby and awkward and, and yeah. loud and obnoxious and all of these things. And in the movie, she, she sees that what is really her, her, what everyone else in the family sees as her biggest weakness, she finds out it's her biggest strength. It's, and so oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. When I lost my nursing career, like I felt so, I felt so empty. And then, you know, after I lost, I mean, I had lost my husband. I, I had lost my career. I had lost my health and I didn't feel like I had anything. And, and, but what I really had was my voice, my presence, all of these loud, obnoxious things that I thought were holding me back now. And because of the decline in my health and losing all of those things, I've been able to rebuild my life with those initial things that I thought were my gifts, but I just couldn't be sure because I didn't have people in my life that were really equipped to, to, to guide me in that. Right. Um, there weren't any, any actors or, I mean, there were no entrepreneurs, like everyone were from the Bible belt. Like we just have, you know, this, this very <laughs> the, the dust bowl. normal life. right? Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> so, you know, people didn't know how to take me, but I really feel like that the turning red movie is like a hundred percent my story, even though the story ends when she's a little girl, I can just imagine how much further she took it after she realized that oh, what totally. she thought was holding her back right. was really her gift. And just being yourself is truly the biggest gift you can give to yourself. I think that, and that loving that person. Oh, and, and what a beautiful, I mean, what totally unexpected would never have you would have drawn a similar story, but what a wonderful <laughs> example. And to me, not just being a guy, but I just think for a general person, whether you're male or female, that, that, that story for all ages is more relatable than Cinderella. Oh I mean, yeah. Of course, 100%. everybody in their own, own way would like to have a Cinderella story, right? But it's not real, you know, but yeah. this is, you know, it's a, uh, you know, it's kind of just like a, a, a unique way of looking at life, but it kind of like uh, in Proverbs type of way, you know, with yeah. these situations, but symbolically it's very, very true. And what a great, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's a know yourself and love yourself. If you can do those two things, right. Sounds kind of easy, but it's really not. It's so hard. <laughs> right. And here I was, I so thought hard. he was good. Well, I, I would like to say that my favorite was Eleanor Roosevelt or, you know, uh, no, no, no. Have you guys heard of, <laughs> of Red from, you know, Disney? It's like, that's, that's wonderful, man. That's all, awesome. Uh, I, I'm, a, I, I'm so flippy. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, hello. <laughs> so I, you know, I think that <laughs> I think that's so incredible. It, you know, and, and pulling that out, that's a, a big part of what you do on the podcast is, you know, getting other people to talk about themselves is not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for someone like you or I that are in the spotlight that are used to having a, a you know, 
having a presence, a public presence, that's a different thing. But from someone who is, you know, you know, in their small business and they don't really interact or maybe, maybe they don't even really network and stuff mm-hmm. for them to be heard. That's what I love about you. And that's the episodes yeah. that I've, I've checked out and loved was just how you, it's funny. You can draw an arc from where they started the beginning of the podcast. They're really meek and, uh, you know, well, yes, yes, ma'am. And you know, they fold yeah. their hands and, you know, by the end of it, they're very comfortable. And it's like, you guys went to high school together. And well, I just have to throw a few F-bombs and like, let them know this shit's real. Like it's okay. We're humans. They're like, I'm sorry if my dog barks or my baby cries. I'm like, bring them yeah. on. Let me, can I, can you hold the baby? Like, can I see the baby? Like bring, them, bring the dog. Can I do virtual like pets of the dog? Like you're a human being. Quit trying to pretend like you're not. It's okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Quit hiding this stuff. You know, we're so yeah. used to just being, you know, uh, just this androgynous type of broadcast and yeah. we don't see, yeah, we're, we're beginning to not see that anymore. It's just, you know, people would rather watch a TikTok or Instagram or yeah. something real where the lights fall down and you know their dog comes crashing through the room and that's yeah you know that's why we all love those stories where <laughs> a senator is talking to an, a reporter and his yes. child comes in and once in uh, the walker water. yeah that right yes and the, it was on know, like cnn like, or something right that's beautiful that's that's real <laughs> yes. life man this is the way the way it goes and everybody um, craves this real. My my 19-year-old son got off work early today and came in and was talking about, he was checking out some AI stuff with Joseph. And um, uh, and he said, you know, one of my favorite podcasts or my favorite YouTubers has switched his entire platform to nothing but AI. And it's not even him anymore. Like, no offense to your avatar, because we don't show our faces, voiceover <laughs> artists. But like the guy who used to show himself is so wrapped up in AI that it's writing his scripts, it's doing everything for him. And my son's like, I quit listening to his channel because oh, it's yeah. just not real anymore like i can't well, even relate yeah absolutely and you know you and i and and just we we've collaborated on some projects and stuff and, and as a voiceover and of you of course as a content provider and creator we are concerned about ai yes it's a wonderful tool you and i uh you know are, have benefited greatly from using ai and i get so many mm-hmm. ideas from you about it but you know to be afraid of it it's it's like it's not going anywhere it's here so we either make friends with it or we die by it and you know so a lot of uh people that i coach for voiceover are worried about okay will it replace me and it's Mm -hmm. like it it can if you let it go that way yeah i think this is me personally there's always going to be uh, an extra amount of uh love put on something that is human that's right. There's going to be a higher price paid for the real, just like your son saying, you know what? I, I don't even want to watch this anymore. I, what the yeah. reason he fell in love with watching this YouTube was because he liked the humanness, the toddler yeah. coming into the room, the, you know, stuff crashing down the, uh, yeah. <clears throat> saying the wrong things. And, you know, that's just human. That's what we all are, you know? So that's right. kudos to that. So, um, you know, you're all things digital with height. I mean, everything you do is, is in the digital space. So is probably what, what would you say would be your most memorable moment or two from, you know, from your history of, of doing all things digital? Um, well, I will share my favorite client story for this. Um, being able to move a business from point A to point B to point C is 
so much more fulfilling than I ever thought it was going to be. So the very first iteration of our business was called New Leaf Marketing. And the reason it was this, uh, it was a local lead generation service. So if you've heard of Angie's List, Home Advisors, things like that, it was it was like right. that. But okay. with them, uh, a, a person goes on and, and looks for a plumber near me. And then that lead that they enter on the website goes to about 10 different plumbers and 10 plumbers all call me looking for the plumber. And they're all in a race to the bottom. And I'm pissed as a consumer. Cause I'm like, um, I didn't want 10 plumbers. I wanted one good plumber. So right. we, we recognize that a lot of business owners didn't have the money to invest in their own website, their own SEO, their own ads. So we started identifying, um, areas of low hanging fruit. One of those was uh, a painting company, which is a whole nother story. We had a whole nother painting company because of that. And we sold it last year um, because you can actually build a business from just, just a website alone. Lead flow is like the number one thing you need, right? You got to have customers. Right, so right. we had this website I built for a guy that I met back in nursing before I was a nurse. He was an anesthesia tech. His name is DJ. I'm sure he doesn't mind me sharing this. Uh, he lives right here in Oklahoma city area. And he uh, had become a nurse since we had parted ways and I'd left nursing and we'd reconnected. He had this business scooping dog shit out of people's backyards. <laughs> I mean, he was doing it part-time uh, on his, on his own. And he was also working nights at the hospital as an RN, as an RN leader, but he has a couple of small kids. He was looking for, he was trying to make an exit strategy. At first he was trying to just make a little extra money, but we started selling him leads for five bucks a piece and it grew his business. And he was paying us a max of, I maxed him out at $500 a month. Well, when we transitioned our agency from that model to a more traditional agency, he saw the value in the leads we were providing. So he went all in on his own assets, his own website, his own SEO, his own advertising. We're running ads, uh, Google ads and Facebook ads, doing wow. everything for him in his digital marketing. And this mofo has, he has grown this business to, I believe he now has eight employees. He doesn't do the work of scooping dog poop anymore. He also doesn't work as a nurse anymore. He is at home with his wife and his two kids it, enjoying his life and running this business because he saw the value of the lead service we provided. And then he was like, okay, that shit works. I'm going all in. And he took a risk. Trust me. I mean, what he pays us was scary for him at first, but it's been two or three years now. And like his business has flourished and grown and like, he's putting people to work, which to me right. is the definition of being an entrepreneur is putting people to work, providing value in your own community. So yes. that digital, like, and we did it all, you know, all digitally. I, I don't even know that I have seen him again in person other than on a zoom meeting since back in 2005, when we worked together at the hospital down the road. So it all happened digitally. So I could be here or wherever, but his freaking business has grown and he's been able to step out of the doing of that business and his primary career to be a business owner and provide what he wants for his family. And that's so amazing to me. Right. Oh it. my gosh. That's a great story. That's and great. that you're still in touch with him and that he's still run, running the business. To, yeah. Still a client know. to this day, growing by leaps and bounds. Constant. Unbelievable. Yeah. That has yeah. to be, you know, right up there. One of the top stories. Yeah. It's, it's like, you know, a new business getting that new $1 bill and you frame it. That's yeah, what yeah. Framing, right? That's right. It is. Frame a little dog turd. I don't know what you frame for that, but it was a freaking amazing, <laughs> like, whatever. Turd. You can make a business out of anything, dude. This is awesome. I love it. Yeah, he literally made a a business out of dog shit. So that's yeah, just- Yeah, for real. That goes to show you. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah, it's absolutely. Incredible. So, you know, uh, I know you personally, and 
uh, so you, you aren't just a digital marketer and doing wonderful things like turning this guy's business around. Uh, you're constantly being seen uh, in the community and you're being rewarded for it. So, you know, you're a leader. You uh, run that networking group that I'm in and, and uh, you help inspire. You know, we have a lot of people that are brand new to uh, small business or business period uh, coming to those meetings completely lost. And, you know, I'm sure every day you you have, you know, some clients that come aboard that are complete, they, they don't even know anything about a website or they don't know what SEO stands for. And you lead them through that. But how do you inspire and empower that, you know, those are around you, not necessarily just your clients, but, you know, just anybody, how, how, how do you do that? By going first. I, I don't even know how else to say that. Like if we are at, uh, if I'm at a karaoke night, mm -hmm. I'll go first. I don't care. Uh, if we are going to go, um, you know, what, what did we do at our last mastermind? Oh, we did the indoor skydiving thing. I fly. I'll go first. I, I'm, I'm already regular really? skydive. Yeah. If, if, I'm willing to be hurt. I'm willing to look stupid. I'm, I'm just willing to do it so that I can make it okay for everybody else to join. Oh my God. That's beautiful. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. I'm not there yet. But, you know, <laughs> I want to get there. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's one of those things everybody looks around like, a, are you going to go first? Because I'm I sure as hell I'm not. You, oh, you are. OK, <clears throat> go ahead. I'm going to step back and let you take the. That's I've amazing. Gotten, I've gotten more opportunities by being the first one with my hand in the air than I mean, than anything I can think of. Just being willing to put myself out there, be silly, right. uh, do the thing. It, it gives you so much memorability it gives you um it gives you more confidence every single time you do it you get more and more and more confident and then it's just like you know i don't even care like if i look stupid i i did a real show in my fruit of the loom panties the other day because i'm like 40 year old women need to know that they don't have to go to victoria's right. secret and spend 30 dollars on a pair of freaking underwear that aren't aren't fitting right but just say that uh, yeah, yeah i'm willing right, right. i'm just willing i feel like that's the only way to lead i have always needed an example in front of me and it's mm -hmm. been those examples of other people in my life through through business networking and and meeting others um that have taught me that that it's okay for me to be willing to go first and they've given me that yeah. permission and so then again here comes that i have a responsibility to share that with someone else and so I go around just going first and giving, I feel like it gives people permission to, to be silly or be bold. Right. Yeah, it's absolutely. You've taken that first step. You know, I think that I remember a long time ago, you know, I was a child actor and I remember we were shooting a commercial in New York and I think it, uh, it was like TCBY yogurt or, you know, some damn. Oh my God, I love that. <laughs> I wish they'd bring it back. That, right? shit, that shit slapped. The like, country's best yogurt. Yeah, right. this that country's best yogurt. They were little shacks. They were great. They were good. It was either that or Band-Aids. I can't remember what the commercial was. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. But anyway, they had a whole section of Manhattan. I mean, it, you know, it's a major intersection. They had it cordoned off so that oh. we could film this uh, commercial out in the middle of the street. And they, they were taking a break. In those days, I was doing on camera, so I wouldn't use a little cartoon like this. <laughs> uh, you know, and I was, you know, probably... 14 maybe 13 or 14 and oh my god i need pictures of this so no you don't and so, so cute the, the whole crowd was cordoned off and you know we're taking a break and they were just like you know take five and uh, we'll let you know when we're ready to start shooting again so i'm kind of off to the side <clears throat> and a guy on the other side of the uh 
the barrier, you know, the little rope thing. He's like, hey, kid, hey, hey, kid, come here. So I turned around. I said, yeah. And he's like, uh, why are you over there? And I'm over here. And I said, because there's a rope between us. <laughs> he's like, no, I mean, right. I mean, I, I didn't know yeah, what the hell you He's like, no, why are you getting to be in this commercial? And I cannot. Yeah. You know what? How come you have the success and I don't have the success? As, you know, he was a he had tried to make it as an actor and couldn't do it. And I mm. said, uh, you know, and I, I'm relating this to your story. And I, I told him, and I think what, you know, sets everyone apart and is part of my success. And I can see it as in part of your success is, and I told him, I said, you don't realize the sacrifices I've made to get here. Yeah. You know, yeah. Not, I'm not, not saying that you have not made sacrifices, but I feel that, you know, you have to make sacrifices to feed the fire. And, you know, he didn't realize I'd been acting since I was six, six years old. I, I, I didn't have a, quote, normal childhood. And, you know, I give up a lot of stuff, you know, what, you know, didn't go to prom, didn't, you know, a whole, you know, go on and down yeah. the line of stuff that, quote, normal people go through. I was mm -hmm. willing to give those up. But maybe at times, maybe not so willing, but I did give it up to, be, yeah. to become actor, to become an That's actor. That's right. And mm -hmm. so that's what I see in yours is that, uh, yeah, you, it's wonderful that you're bold enough to be the very first one, but it's also the sacrifices that you've, you've made, you've, you've yeah. lost a lot of things, you know, you've gained a lot of stuff too. you gain knowledge and you've gained your, I think you always had your presence, but it's just like that voice, you fanned the flames and, you know, shared that voice. Now it's like, you're, you're, instead of hiding the, what do they say? The biblical thing about hiding the candle or the light. Yeah, in the bushes. Don't hide you, your hand, no. candle under a bushel. Yeah. Hell no. Yeah. Feed the flames and bring it. <laughs> That's right. Bonfire and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's a ton of sacrifice. And also I would like to pause here to say that everyone yeah. thinks I am fearless. They're like, you are so bold. You are so fearless. Can I just right. stop to clear the air about this? Because yeah, I am please. fucking terrified all the time. You guys, like I am not. <laughs> fearless. I'm just willing. And there's a right. huge difference. I it never do it without fear. I think it was like a uh, Dolly Parton says she's never not nervous before she goes on stage. I like agree. that's what keeps you good. That's what keeps you there well, and present exactly. and engaged. I think that, you know, it, you know, it, it, when I do public appearances or, or when I do, you know, <laughs> even when I have to do a recording session in front of a group of producers, I'm nervous about it because even yeah. though I've been doing it, you know, this is like my 36th year in voiceover. It is <laughs> for a minute. I mean, right? Yeah, come on. You've been around yeah, the block. On. Yeah, all right. Yeah, it's only because right. you were too drunk to find your way home, but you've been around the block. <laughs> right. Just right. Oh yeah, I've been around the block a whole damn. You know, I slept in the doghouse. You know, come, come that's on. it. So I think it's the fear that keeps you alive. It's the fear mm. that keeps you going. The fear of failing. Yeah. The fear of and, you know, and also that's what keeps you from going over the edge, the fear of being too anything, you know, like, yeah. you know, too powerful or too boisterous or, you know, it's just, you know, there's a time and place for everything. That. And even though, you know, I've really had that, I didn't really have that button of, you know, knowing when to stop. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I think that's what, as me as a younger person, that's why I felt like I was on the Island of misfit toys because, uh, you know, it's, uh, I didn't feel like I fit in. Um, and the young actors that were getting all the great roles, you know, I remember back in the day, like a, a, a every damn commercial set that I would show up in what we call a, 
a, a cattle call, which means they brought a lot of actors trying to cast this. Almost always it was damn, it was Jason Bateman getting cast for this or that. And I couldn't feel it. We both look like nerds. Why the hell is he getting, I mean, literally, I mean, he was, you know, wasn't this beautiful guy and I wasn't a beautiful guy. It's like, we're just normal looking dweebs. But why is he the roles? And I wasn't. And then finally, <clears throat> We were uh, were somewhere and uh, someone was saying, uh, you know, talking about Jason Bateman and stuff. It's like, well, their family is in the business. Mm. So he's got an inside edge. You know, it's like yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio. His mom was a casting director. You oh, know? really? So, I didn't yeah, know that. Oh, yeah. It's great if you have that key. But, it's all about who you know. Oh, my God. I didn't know a damn thing. I didn't have a house key. It's like, you know, it's like I'm like, you, you have to create your own. You know what? That's it. I, not invited in the door so i'll just slide through the window you know that's it yeah doing like, the thing yeah oh so my I gosh talk about this uh you, you you know you've i've seen you on linkedin a lot and you've talked about it uh in some of your public speeches and that sort of thing and you're, you're really proud of uh, of this um uh, an individual by the name of john c maxwell and oh my god yes. you had yeah you you know recently uh you know kind of talked with him and but he's a he's a mentor of yours, and I'm just curious. Uh, how did that start? You know, or why did it start? Uh, well, with height, we have definitely uh, brought in some very um, top level speakers. So height, um, as yeah. a corporation, we sponsor a mastermind. And so we bring in like quarterly masterminds. We go to Dallas, we go to Costa Rica once a year for an annual conference for other digital agency owners. And we found that strategic partnerships um, have been very crucial for us. So we've had partnerships with people like Dave Ramsey, uh, Kevin Harrington, uh, John, uh, Damon, John, some of these people have been some of our speakers and mentors in the past. And so, um, primarily I would uh, credit JC and Karen height for all of those introductions that they've made to our team and to, yeah. uh, our mastermind group, but they recognize the value in strategic partnerships and bringing in, um, I hate to say it like a big names because of all these people I've met, not <laughs> well, a single you. one of them was like snooty or acted like a celebrity or acted like somebody that was untouchable. Right. It, it, it just put them in our ecosystem. And then we, we realized that our values were so aligned, which is the number one goal of anybody we work with, any partnership we undertake, any MA type activity is all centered around the values. And so once we get in front of somebody like John, and of course, of course we pay, I mean, you pay to be mentored by John, but he, he gets to choose who he mentors. Like, it's right, not like right. he just needs your money. Like he doesn't need anybody's Definitely. money. He doesn't yeah, exactly. need anything. Right. So, um, you know, the, just being introduced to these people, um, as they usually come on as a one-time speaker and then they meet us and they meet our team and they see our culture and our values and they're just hooked. They're just like, holy shit, this is amazing. I want to be a part of this. Let me help right. you. Um, it's just people that are doing amazing things, like are attracted to other people doing amazing things. Amen. That, that, that yeah. is absolutely true. Like, ver you know, attracts like, and, you know, I think no matter what someone's spirituality and, and religious and that sort of thing, but it's just like, whatever you call it, it's like, I totally believe in that, that power of attraction, because mm -hmm. that's how everything from the very genesis of a relationship either you know romantic or friendship it starts with a spark and that's right. 
So, yeah, I think that's wonderful that, uh, yeah, you were so proud of that as, as you well sh should be. I mean, this guy yeah. uh, had a lot of knowledge, has a lot of knowledge to uh, impart. Definitely. So, yeah. We're very proud to, we are actually having a, um, like he has come on, he's signed on to be our mentor for two full years. Wow. Um, yeah. And so we're having actually a, um, next week we're having a, um, like a, he's going to be speaking and we're offering it for like $49. So I'm sure this is going to come out after that, but I'm telling you, it's going to be yeah, amazing. Well, oh, this is yeah. an inside secret. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We <laughs> so want to now share these are, I just want to clarify something. Now these are called masterminds, correct? Yeah. Right. Yes. So that means that, uh, Connor Quinn will never be invited because I'm not a mastermind. So whatever, we go. No, no, a mastermind just, we just get together and we share information, you know, it's Being like a mastermind. Yes. Yeah. Like you, you just can't move forward in business fast enough without learning from other people's failures. Like, well, I mean, you can, but it's so can, much easier in today's society where, <laughs> you know, AI was an infant yesterday and then tomorrow it is already, you know, a yes. 45 year old person. It's like, yes, you yeah. know, it's already learning to walk and talk and now it's teaching us, you know, it's like, come on. Yeah. So this next section, uh, it's, are you prepared? Are you buckled in? Okay. Um, I don't know. Where are we going? <laughs> yeah. so now, this, now these are going to be rapid fire questions, basically. Oh, okay. So okay, just okay. write, just answer the first thing that pops Ooh. into your brain. Yeah. Okay. All right. So what is your, your favorite type of ice cream flavor from Brahms? Ooh. Oh my yes. God. Um, mint chocolate chip. Oh, I love that. Very cool. What is your favorite word? Ooh. Ooh, that's hard. Um, like the word I use most often. Just your very favorite. Uh, you love the way it feels word. coming off your tongue. Uh, you love the, what it means, whatever. Leadership. Oh my God. You know what my yeah. favorite word, my favorite word is effervescence. I don't even know what the hell it means. Yes, Ooh, but I just, like that. I, I love the way it sounds. But, it reminds you know. me of plop, plop, this, this. Oh, what a relief it is. Effervescent. Uh, well, which is a commercial, and that's what I do for a living. So there we go. Exactly. Right. You are leadership. I am effervescent. Effervescent. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's wonderful. So uh, what you know, one marketing trend you'd, you'd happily leave in the past. Here we go. Oh, um, rank and rent. Uh, lead generation. Yeah, that's how we started our business, but I would happily let it go aside because- it has become so rampant with bro marketers. It's just a cesspool. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> build Tasha. your own brands, build your own, build your own assets. Gotcha. A Disney yeah. character that embodies your leadership style. I think, well, I think we kind of talked mm. about that, but maybe someone different though for leadership embodies your Ooh. leadership style. A Disney character. Bell. Oh, that's a Belle. good one. Unexpected, yes. unexpectedly good. Yeah, because she saw, she sees things in people that they don't see it in themselves. You know, the You're beast so, transformation. Yes. She believes it's possible. She was, right. didn't fit in in her little community and she was the bookworm and all those weird things. And then she went and despite her fear and trepidation, she was able to change another person's life. That's so beautiful. You know who my favorite yeah. one is? Baloo <laughs> from Jungle Book. There we go. Oh yeah, that's good. That's good. That's taking <laughs> away that. Yeah, right. Okay. Kids these days, they don't even oh, know my, that right. movie. Yeah, they don't. They're like, "What?" Yes, like <laughs> it's called Wikipedia. Thank you. Right, Good that's night. right. Google the song. It. What's the song that gets you uh, pumped for a big presentation? Ooh. Okay. So right now, I am 
totally hooked on two to three different songs actually and you know this always comes and goes but so yeah so so i have a playlist that i call um mattress to a pillow fight (laughs) because these are the songs that make me want to bring a fucking mattress to a pillow fight like they just get me going you know okay so three songs the first one is called little girl gone it's by an artist called chinchilla it's amazing okay uh the second one is called jericho by an artist called Iniko, and it's talking about walls file down like Jericho. Like I'm just I I rule yeah, this shit. Like- and then the third one is um, Beast uh, uh, by um, uh, uh, Rob Bailey and the Hustle Standard. It's from the um, the Southpaw. Uh, <laughs> it's from the Southpaw. Uh, you know, thing. I'm a motherfucking beast. You know, <laughs> and Joseph has been like extra bo- boxer sizing or whatever. So like we're into all the boxing movies. So just shit that makes me want to like bring a mattress to a pillow fight. That's it. I love. That. I've never heard that. Bring a mattress to a pillow fight. I love that. <gasps> oh, I'm gonna crush it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But, <laughs> right. Uh, Very cool. So, and the last one. What? What's one word? Just one word. You don't get a sentence. Just one word mm. to describe the future of digital marketing. Oh, one word messy what is it messy oh messy messy yes. i think it will be I messy i agree yeah i think that's a <laughs> yeah. good word yeah uh, and they're going to need people like you to help see through the messiness through the mud right? <laughs> yeah it's impossible to do it on my own i have a team of almost 200 team members on our staff that keep up with all of those changes, all so of those happening, all of that. I could never do it alone, but I do believe yes. it will be very messy um, and unpredictable, especially with AI uh, and um, Google and some uh, cur- current, uh, there is a current lawsuit uh, being battled out in court right now with Microsoft. Um, and so like th- things are gonna be messy over the next couple of years, I really think so. I think, yeah, absolutely right. And you know, having a team, you know, have my agent that I've had since I was a kid, you know, she's older than Methuselah now. Yes. This woman, she's more, I mean, she knows more about, she has forgotten more about SEO and websites and marketing than I could ever know. And she's the one that's always on to me. You need, you know what, you need to put this out there. You need to share this video and you need to change this font and don't use this color because it's very abrasive. And wow. What? Yeah, she, been know, there, done that, and keeps up. It sounds like. Yeah, exactly. I th- and I think that that is someone who would. Uh, what would I say? Oh, I don't know. Uh, bring a mattress to a pillow fight. That's it. <laughs> That's the quote <laughs> of the day. Okay, so you know we've been talking about the professional Amy and and all the uh, stuff that is who you are. But so what is you know you've talked a little bit about the you know the the fighting the movies and stuff like that. But behind the scenes, what is I don't know. What are some of your hobbies? Oh, hobbies. Um, so uh, Joseph and I have been learning. Uh, we did this year. We got scuba dive certified. What? So that is a new hobby that we Hello. have yes. undertaken. Yes. Um, we like to do things that scare us. So um, Joseph was a, uh, he was a skydiving instructor before I met him. So he's taken me skydiving. I have taught him about some of the hobbies that I um, had done, but we'd never done anything together that like scared us. So, um, oh yeah, God. we, we, we do a lot of active things. We ride our bikes down by the Oklahoma river on the weekend. A lot of times, um, 
We love to go to the farmer's market. We love to cook. Uh, we do regularly on Sunday, we will do things called what we call procrastinating. So surely there's something better <laughs> that we could do, but we're just going to bake and procrastinate, um, you know, for the day. So we love to get in the kitchen and cook together um, and, you know, and go to festivals and things like that, but also really just arts and crafts and fairs and concerts and community things. We love to do that, but the scuba diving has been the biggest hobby we've, That's we've picked up recently. These are sides that I didn't know. I, I mean, I absolutely love, love, love the both of you. And I think that it, 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 you just bring an energy to the room that uh, is, gosh, it would be so much missing if any event that you're supposed to be at that you're not at. It's just like, oh, where the hell Thank is you. Amy and Joseph? I mean, I swear to God, I did not bring this guy on here to like fluff my ego at all. I promise. No, he didn't. She didn't, uh, honestly. And, you know, uh, by the way, the check was wonderful. Thank you so much. For you're so welcome. Yes. Yeah, no, no, no. I, yeah, come on. <laughs> I mean, I love these guys. And it, it's this energy that we're talking about, energy and synergy. God, that was such an overused word in the 90s, but it's yes, it holds true now. This synergy. I prefer symbiosis. Oh you my know? God. I, I prefer, prefer effervescence. The effervescence of both of you or and you know, you were talking about you you guys are obviously both are physically active. Um, uh, I just want to share my little Connor Quinn's little secret to uh, being, you know, because I obviously am physically active. Uh, otherwise, I couldn't fit in this jacket. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so when I feel the need, the urge, the desire to become physically active, which happens a lot, what I do simply is I just I lay down in a prone position until <laughs> that urge <laughs> passes, <laughs> and then I'm okay because, and usually I can tell when it's coming because the room starts spinning. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit, that means that I'm supposed to go run. Oh, or my God. damn watch. I broke my watch. It kept telling me, do we need to exercise? I'm like, get up and walk. The... Get up and walk. Yes. How do you turn that crap off? I mean, Jesus. I don't wear one. I got a Fitbit and oh. I gave it to Joseph because that shit was reminding yeah, me too often. Screw like, that. No. Yeah, I don't need that. No. That's negative. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no negativity. Do we need in my to move? Life. No, I'm at McDonald's drive through. So shut the hell up. We That's don't right. need to exercise. Come on. So, anyway. <laughs> so, uh, uh, what is the uh, an unexpected talent you've talked about scuba diving uh, and skydiving I didn't know that about Joseph but what is something maybe the unexpected talent of yours that you haven't talked about unexpected talent oh my yeah gosh. something that we go oh my god Amy please well Joseph plays guitar so there's a talent um, and sings like he's very talented with that I don't know that I have a talent yes like you do that. Yeah, I can speak pig Latin. There you go. Oh, I, pe, I don't know. K O A. Play. No, I mean, I, I can, I can sing. I guess, I, I guess, I can sort of sing. I'm like, I'm not like a soloist, but I was always in the choir, so I can carry a tune. You know, I can. Like, so I would have had more, that. more. I would have more roles and more career if I could sing, but I cannot sing to save my life. Really? I no. feel like you've done jingles and stuff. No, I, I love jingles. Uh, I listen to them. I'm a nerd, but I cannot sing them. You know? Oh my God. What's your favorite jingle of all time? My favorite jingle of all time is, yes. uh, God, that's guys like choosing children. My God. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. It's just, uh, I don't know. I think one of my, and God, you know, half the, our audience is going to go, what, what is that? But I think it's the one Barry Manilow wrote for, uh, band-aids 
I don't I'm know if I know this. on Band-Aid. And Dave's because Band-Aid stuck on me. Yeah, of course. Barry Manilow a- wrote that? Yeah, Barry Manilow wrote that. He also wrote Shut one up. for Oscar Mayer. I'm an Oscar Mayer. Yeah, at least that's no what way. I believe. Double check us. Check us in the... Uh, we need yeah. a fact checker like Dak Shepard on his. The, he has a fact check yeah. at the end. Maybe I should Did you get say a Dak fact Shepherd? checker. Oh no. Yes, his podcast yeah. has a has a fact check at the end every time. Right, right, right. Like, Absolutely. let's see if they're full of shit or not. We yeah, are. Come full, on. We will tell you now. Connor and what I are completely full of shit. Completely. Okay. We are. Yeah. Do not believe anything we say. No, we do not. Yeah. So <laughs> I think you, one that touched my heart is you know as a child I, it's not really a jingle. It was more as a theme song was uh you know i was on sesame street for a number of years and that song just it still means a lot to me it brings a tear to my eye because i was so much a part of that and even more so i it's probably one of the greatest conversations i ever had with uh uh, someone who is not far from my age and i just randomly met her at like a of all places believe it or not i was eating food okay so it's like a panera bread and so I don't know how how it came up or whatever that I was on Sesame Street as a child, and she got kind of kind of sad in a way, and she said, "You know, I I was always sad when that show came on, and I'm envious of you." And huh. I'm like, why? Like why? And she said, "Because in the song, you say, can you tell me how to get how to get to Sesame Street?'" And she goes, "That's what I prayed for every day is someone to tell me how I can get there." They seem, they have friends. I don't have friends. They all oh. seem to get a. I mean, it was. I was just like, that is so sad. I, I'm gonna take my grilled cheese and soup and go home now because. <laughs> but you know the, jing, the jingle, this the theme song, just meant so much to a lot of people, and I think that, you know, of course, this generation are like, what the hell are you? T-? you know, they rap now for a theme, so come on, what are you yeah. talking about? But do they really? I haven't. Seen I think it in so. so long. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy it's still on though. Well, and that's how <clears> they have. They've overcame. They've adapted. It's something that I don't do very well. I hate change. Yeah. I hate things that scare me, you know. My God, we've always done this this way. Absolutely. We're going to die this way. It's like that comedian Kevin me. We're big pan yeah. people for crying in the night. We go in here and stay in our room. Screw you people for oh crying in the night and screaming at us like that. We're big pan people. It. Oh, my God. Anyway, that was Do more voices. Do more voices. Ah! We'll have to bring you uh, on again. Okay, I'll do one more. It, it just make you. Uh, okay, yeah. Give us your best. <laughs> Give it, uh, give it a my best. I don't know. I'm desperate. I love it. It's Probably like butter. my favorite, like butter, like motherfucking butter. My favorite, uh, <laughs> my probably my favorite voice of all time. It's just everything. It's just, I absolutely love this voice. Was, uh, is the voice of Droopy the dog. Yes. Hello, folks. <laughs> oh, that so makes good. me so angry. I could squish a grape. I love it. God, I grew up on that shit. I didn't even know you. I knew you before I knew you. So cool. Well, I never did that voice. The one I did was that I was proud of was Elroy Jetson from the Jetsons. That was originally Dawes Butler, uh, who was a mentor of mine. He was the original voice of Elroy Jetson. But in the 90s, there there was this company uh, that probably nobody's heard of except for maybe you. I know I grew up with them, but they were called Radio Shack. And (laughs) right. This is a oh, testament yeah. to how successful our commercials are. They they're no longer in business, but <laughs> in the nineties, in the nineties, they were pretty huge. Uh, is oh, you know, yeah. the eighties and the nineties. Well, they decided they wanted to uh, kind of pair up with Hanna Barbera characters, and they selected the Jetsons. Well, Dawes had passed away, and they I went to an audition where they were looking for the voice of Elroy Jetson, and I won. Wow. I got the audition, and 
uh, Elroy is a G-pop. Huh? I wonder if Astro will get to play. Oh, gosh. They got so many batteries and diodes and all kinds of stuff. I don't oh even my God. understand how this is going to work. <laughs> oh, right. my God. I'm like eight years old. Oh, my God. <laughs> so awesome. Yes. That's, that's oh, my so favorite. good. Oh, that's my, my God. That's what so is you, good. What is the most, who is, no, let's say, who, yeah, who is the most important person in, in Amy's life? Joseph, without a doubt. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. Yeah, yeah, it's very absolutely anybody that's ever seen the two of them together in a room. You know, it's amazing. They're very comfortable at being apart, but when they're together, there's just this energy that magnifies. Yeah, because you guys are very comfortable being apart. And yeah. you know, and I think that's a a testament to, you know, having a successful marriage or successful partnership is that you're comfortable in the quiet times. You don't have to always be at each other. You can mm -hmm. bake together when you know you're pro baking. How what do you say it? Procrasta baking. Pro, pro I love that word. Yes. Like it's a title of a book. I didn't make that up. It's a whole well, yeah. cookbook called Amy, Procrasta baking. It. Amy, Amy wrote it. Amy, <laughs> okay, okay. Take the credit sure. for it. Okay. And um, <laughs> you know, I just again, I want to reiterate. You know, I love both of you guys, and we have all we you know we've collaborated on some projects, and I think what what I really admire about you is that incredible spark of creativity, that energy that you bring into the room um, that, you know, if, you know, if it gets quiet, you're like, Oh, you know, let me look over at Amy and see what she's thinking, what she's doing. But you know, don't what, look what, at my face. Cause it will tell you most right? of the time. Well, that's what I love about it. It's like, because you look at other people, it's like, <laughs> I love you. You're so wonderful. And inside there's like, you're a piece of shit. I just, you know, yeah. Yeah. But they, they're not real. It's like, you know, sometimes it's like, do these pants make me look fat? Oh, Jesus. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. No, it's not the pants. It's just your body. <laughs> not me. Well, sorry. I can only so say bold, that because I've been yeah. so fat. It's yeah. fine. Well, and I am fat. So there we go. That's no, you're wonderful. not. No, no, you've lost a ton of weight in the last year. Well, not with Don't this you cartoon. not give yourself credit. You look well, amazing. Well, this cartoon, I look terrific. Thank you so much, Amy. <laughs> but you know all of that i you know what i love probably the most you the spark of creativity but it's it's how you make others feel at ease mm. and welcome that was the first thing that i noticed because you were one of the first persons that i had first people that i had met uh at that networking that we we're talking about yeah. and i gravitated towards you because you make others feel at ease mm. no matter what their life circumstances uh and it was just you didn't change for the other people, you know, it was equal all the way across the board. It was just mm -hmm. a real you. Thank and you. That means so a lot. What I'm wondering is have this absolutely. So has this confidence always been with you or is it kind of like what you say? Was it something that developed over the no. years? Basically. It's something that has developed truly in the last probably five years. Yeah. It's been wow. very recent, very, very yeah. recent through all the yeah. stuff that you talked about. Yeah. It, it mm. I understand. I can see how that would develop. So yeah. and probably the, the biggest question I have for you here is uh, what is the one question that you wish that I had asked you and how would you have answered that? Oh my goodness. <laughs> right. Yeah. What's one question that you wish that I would have asked you and what would have been your answer? Um, what I'm most proud of. Amy, what are you most proud of? I am most proud of the love and acceptance that I have found for this person right here. 
Oh my God. I am. I fucking hated her. I hated her. I hated her as a kid. I hated her as a teen, as a young adult. I, I feared her as a nurse. I, I have fought this person right here and I'm the only motherfucker I'm going to be with forever. I mean, Joseph, although I love him and he is the most important person in my life, if he died today, it would be so hard. It would be so hard, but I know that I would have a purpose for myself because I found that love for myself. And I found that North star that's able to guide this person that I'm always going to be with after my kids graduate and leave after my husband's dead and gone after my clients, my business is all gone. I can still love me. And that should be the very first thing we all learn, but it's really not. And I hate that it took me this long to learn it, but I'm very proud to love me not in spite of, or, or, you know, of all my problems, but including all of those problems, because I would not be who I am and be able to love me like I do without having gone through all of that. That is true. Unconditional love. That's I it. mean, that resonated so well with me because there's so many times I've hated me. Um, <laughs> I, I think that anyone who is sitting there listening to this or driving or whatever the heck that you're doing. And they're saying, I've never hated me. I, I don't know if you're necessarily lying to yourself, but be very <laughs> truthful. It's like, yeah. you know, how I wish I could have your life because uh, yeah, it's, it hasn't always been a bed of roses for me either. And what you, you know, that you're emboldened to say that I think that's pure clarity and pure understanding of yourself to say that, you know, just like in a re- relationship, there's times where, you know, like any relationship where a couple says, Oh, we never fight. Everything's just, it's like, then I don't yes, believe you that. do. There's something wrong with you. If <laughs> then you, you don't if talk. You, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> There you go. Yeah, that you're lying right there. Absolutely. Yeah, it's not easy. I think the, you know, what, what really brought all of that about and, and I have to give credit to Jose Bolaños. Hello, freaking noble warrior. My mindset coach that, that helped me to find this purpose and helped me to start doing all the weird shit, like ice baths and saunas and exercise and all these things that, that brought this clarity and focus to me. He said, Amy, you've suffered enough. And when as a human being, you've suffered enough, you finally get it. And and you really can't get it until you've suffered enough. And, you know, and I, that's why I don't hate my problems. I don't hate my past. I love it. And I embrace it because it brought me to the point where I could go. Yeah. I fucking suffered enough. It's time to choose a different way, a different path, love myself and be different. And now I just feel responsible for sharing that with others because you deserve it. You are amazing. And if the best you can do today, if the best you do today is get out of your bed and move from the bed to the couch and watch freaking Sesame street reruns on OETA, then I'm proud of you because that's more than you did yesterday. So one step at a time, just keep going and love yourself. As they say in the famous, you know, uh, Christmas cartoon, put one foot in front of the other, you know, and you'll be walking out the door. Uh, any message uh, as we wrap up any message that you have to like aspiring digital marketers and future leaders yeah learn as much as you can from others uh, it doesn't necessarily take a marketing degree I can't tell you how many freaking people I talk to every day that are like <laughs> yeah I got a marketing degree in 2015 or 2010 or 1973 and they don't know what to do so um, you don't have to necessarily go to college but pay others, put other people in your life that make you feel really stupid and learn from them. <laughs> That's true. You know, I never got a degree, but I did raise sea monkeys as a teenager. So there is I mean, that. That's worth something. Oh, it is. Know? It is. Absolutely. Absolutely. So <laughs> you know, 
on that note, uh, so we have the uh, the Spirit Led Inter Entrepreneur Summit, Spirit Led Entrepreneur Summit, October second through the sixth. Is that correct? That is true. Yes. Very cool. Yes, so that's yes. coming up where you can uh, see Amy and and uh, partake in and at her excellence. Um, so, you know, uh, anything, I don't know if you can even talk about this because I know you're under non-disclosure agreements and, you know, concealed talks and other things, but can you kind of tip as to what are be, what are some of your goals or what are some of the future episodes that, uh, you know, are going to be coming up this season? I've, I made a hit list of, of women that I would like to, uh, be on, um, I'm just going to put it out there in the universe that Dolly Parton is my number one, like guest. I hope to absorb as much of her leadership wisdom as I can one day. Um, yeah, she's like, she's on my radar. So if you happen to know Dolly, I used to tell people that Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers were my parents as a child oh my in front of my real parents. I would fucking just blatantly say this shit. Cause I just knew I was going to be a star and they were my parents, but um, yeah, we have some, we have a uh, Gordana Strabenovich. I'm saying that wrong, but she will be the episode right after this one. Oh, cool. uh, and okay. she has a program called work but she is from Yugoslavia turned Serbia. Now she was in Greece when we recorded the episode. So like amazing young lady doing wow. some freaking incredible things on a global level with hiring uh, a hiring process. It's an automated, uh, not automated, but a, um, a, a better way to hire um, team members in, in mass, especially when you're getting a lot of applicants, um, that kind of thing. So we've got some new um, and exciting guests coming up, including her. Um, super excited about this episode. I can't thank you enough, Connor, for coming on. Everyone, please go to boxguy.com and go and follow Connor Quinn, boxguy oh. on LinkedIn. Um, he doesn't put out a lot on his socials except for LinkedIn. So go check him out on LinkedIn. If you're normally right. on Facebook or Instagram, you're not going to find him there. You got to go nope. to LinkedIn or to boxguy.com. He right. is incredible. I'm like a Kmart. He blue light special i'm very rare very that's right no it, but he doesn't just work for i mean yes he's worked with disney sesame street humongous names but he's also worked with my local clients right here in oklahoma city Absolutely. at an affordable rate where it, it's making a big impact for people so uh, connor yeah. i realize how valuable your time is and i thank you so much for coming on and and my firing pleasure. all these wild questions of me i yeah. i could have never shared all that on my own without your um without your questioning so thank you very much i really appreciate you um for being a leader you're a leader in your industry and i'm just going to call you a queen thank you for being a queen who leads well, thank, well yes thank you well how can you're someone amazing. if they want to be on your podcast or get connected with you how can they reach out yes. to you if they want to be on the podcast, they can go to queenslead.org, queenslead.org. And there's a simple application on there. Just fill it out. Okay. And my team will get you into the, um, into the process. There are a few qualifiers. So, uh, we are definitely looking for women who have done some major things. So, um, be proud of yourself. Come on and show off what it Absolutely. is that you're doing in your family, your business, your community. We're excited and, and inspired to share your story. So connect That's with me right. at amysingleton.net. All of my links are there and I'm the real Amy Singleton on all of the platforms. Very cool. Yeah. Say hi to her on LinkedIn and uh, yeah, look her up and uh, her and Joseph and you've got, you've got yourselves a winning team. It's been my pleasure, Amy. Thank you so much for, you know, what an honor to come on and be able to uh, talk with you and, and find out a, a little bit about you look behind the curtain, so to speak. Yes, yes, thank you very much. I will now go back <laughs> behind the curtain. <laughs> the Queen's Lead podcast is recorded worldwide. 
and produced by the kick-ass media team at the Height Digital Home Base in Nicaragua. Until our next episode, stay real queens and go lead. Remember to tap that follow and leave your review. For freebies and more real, inspiring content you love, go to amysingleton.net and connect with Amy on our socials at the Real Amy Singleton. One more thing. This is the legal language, what my lawyer wrote and what I need to read to you. This podcast is presented for educational and entertainment purposes only. I am Amy Singleton, and I'm just your friend. Although I may speak to many on this show, I am not a psychotherapist, a business coach, a doctor, a CPA, a lawyer, or probably anyone who should be giving you professional advice. This podcast is not a substitute for a relationship with your doctor, coach, or any other licensed professional. Got it? Good. Now go be a queen and follow me at The Real Amy Singleton.